What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I hope you are doing amazing today. As I sit here, it's Monday, September 5th, which is Labor Day. And to be honest, I was not planning on recording a podcast this week. Now, long story short, my wife and I was our first year wedding anniversary this last weekend, and we ended up going to the lake. We live out here in Reno. We live really close to Lake Tahoe, and we have just the most beautiful place in the world in our backyard, essentially. Um, So Kitty and I spent a few days up at the lake this last weekend, and there was... It's a small story, but it's a relevant story, and it's something that I want to just ramble on a little bit today. So my goal is not to to talk for 30 minutes today. I want this to be somewhat short, and I want to go over why why it can be so damn easy to overeat and why why we can eat past the point of being full or past the point of being comfortable in certain situations. And why it's so easy to overeat on a lot of these processed foods. And it's very common for today, if you're on social media at all, just to see the demonization of all these particular ingredients that can be found in a lot of processed foods, a lot of seed oils, vegetable oils, canola oil, um, things like artificial sweeteners even, sugar, fructose, high fructose corn syrup. There's a lot of different ingredients in foods that we see really common today that are just being shit on by a lot of influencers and scientists and all these people out there. And not to not to say that these things are awesome for our health, but we just have to we have to take a step back and appreciate kind of the hierarchy of importance when it comes to some of these you know, health claims and, and a lot of the things that we look at, all the different different individual components that go into our health, like there's somewhat of a hierarchy that we need to remember and, and appreciate the importance of before we just, you know, start diving into shitting on canola oil and having that in your chips compared to avocado oil, right? Like a lot of times I see people, you know, missing the forest because they're in the trees, so to speak. So, Long story short, there is there's a couple things, observations that I had this past weekend, and I, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm a psychopath and I'm just thinking about all these things in every context and situation in my life, but it was just kind of fascinating and funny to me, and I'll tell the story in a second, but today I just kind of wanted to dive into, you know, why it's why it's really easy to overeat sometimes and really why that's that's what I want you to take away from this episode is like the fitness or sorry, the food industry restaurants, like a lot of these companies, these manufacturers, these products, like they don't give a shit about your health at the end of the day. And it's, it's not necessarily the ingredients that they put in to these foods, the individual ingredients that are all bad. It's more about the combination of all of them and the marketing and the texture and the taste and the flavor profiles and how all of these things influence you eating more of their products and constantly coming back to buy more of their products. And the reason why that is a concern is because we're, I mean, if you if you look at it, we're the heaviest we've ever been as a nation, as a world, really. And we we're kind of in this epidemic of people are obese, people are overweight, and it's really easy for people to overconsume on calories and foods that can contribute to this somewhat obesogenic environment that we live in, which is when the onset of all these, you know, inflammation and chronic diseases and all of these health complications start to arise is because people are, we're eating too much and it's really easy to overeat. And we kind of live in a world now where <laughs> 
it's not conducive for you to just wander into being healthy. Like it takes effort for you to consciously, you know, put food into your body that serves a purpose, but that also, you know, serves that, you know, you know, pleasure and that satisfaction that you get from eating in social situations and things like that. Like a lot of things can exist together, but more often than not, we see people overindulging, over consuming calories, doing that for weeks, months, you know, seasons, years at a time. And that's how people find themselves gaining two to five pounds over, you know, 10 years. And they get to a place where they just don't feel good. They don't move well. They don't love the body that they're in and their confidence is tanked. And you know, some of these health complications can start after that. And, and people turn to yo-yo dieting, going to the extremes. Like it's, if you think about it and you look kind of from a bird's eye view, it kind of makes sense. But this last weekend, there was a situation that it just, it, I don't know, it just clicked for me. And it's something that I've helped, you know, navigate some of my clients through. But as I sit here and I get more immersed in this nutrition and this fitness space, like there's just a lot of shit out there and, and consumers, normal consumers, regular people, they have a tough time differentiating between, you know, what's the best way to do things? What's really important? What's the most meaningful takeaway for my health and, and my goals that I'm working towards? Because it can just get really confusing at the end of the day. So wow. Without, without rambling on even more than I already have, I, uh, the story kind of backstory to this, my wife and I, we got married this time last year, amazing wedding. We have our first year anniversary this year. Originally we're going to actually go to, um, up to Spokane and Coeur d'Alene and kind of spend our, our anniversary there. Cause we had a friend that was getting married. Everything was cool. Everything was planned. Side note, the airline that we booked filed for bankruptcy and seized all flights from, I think last week before we were getting ready to go on our trip. So I had to tell my friend that we were out, which was such a bummer. Uh, but to make the most of it, Katie and I, we were able to kind of make a backup plan, go to the lake this last weekend, which is not a terrible backup plan. Um, but we ended up staying a few nights up at the lake. It was amazing. And you know, without getting too much into everything, there was a situation that happened. We went to the beach a couple times and as everybody knows, if you ever have gone to the beach or a pool or any body of water or anywhere, you can just go relax, chill, hang out with friends, enjoy the scenery, not do anything for a period of time. Like it's a very awesome headspace and just place to be right. But we went to this beach. It's gorgeous up there. And we stopped by just the local supermarket that's up in this area. And we got sandwiches, um, it, got a lot of snacks. We ended up kind of making a list, but we ended up getting sandwiches. We wanted chips, right? You can't go to the beach without getting chips or some other fun snacks. We also got like some baby carrots. We got some apples. Um, I got some fruit, banana, like just some other things that I knew was going to make me feel good. That's somewhat of a reflection of my normal diet day to day during the week when I'm at home. Um, because it's very easy to go on some of these trips and just say, fuck it and eat everything you see and not do what you normally do. And that's a great formula for you to feel shitty because you eat a ton and you don't feel super awesome. And maybe you don't hit your protein goal or you don't have enough fiber and your bowel movements are irregular. And maybe you're dehydrated because you're drinking a little bit more like, and not to say that these situations and these weekends, like they can't happen. Hell yeah. I, I want people to continue to enjoy those, but I also want people to make decisions for themselves that they they know is going to make them feel better after the fact. Because like as I sit here, I look back on this weekend, it was like, 
I enjoyed myself. We went to some really nice dinners. I ate a shit ton of food, right? Like we had the desserts, the appetizers, the, <laughs> the super fancy dinner stuff. Like all of that was really cool. But we also did some of the other things like having, you know, yogurt and enough protein and having some fruit and having somewhat of a balanced lunch and just doing things that we knew were going to make us feel a little bit better and not just feel like a bag of shit at the end of the weekend or at the end of the day. And there was a situation where we were on the beach. And again, this the story itself, this what I'm about to say is not super crazy or super meaningful or impactful, but it's just... It's just an observation that I had and it's going to help make me tangent on another route in a second, but we're at the beach. We got our sandwiches, super awesome sandwiches. We got some, um, some drinks and we have some carrots, some apples. We got these chips, right? Like when we were looking in the grocery store, you go down the chip aisle, there's 200 options and there's just a ton of different things. Katie and I, we really like, and you, we can blame my mom for this cause she always has these in her damn pantry, but they're the like Ritz baked crackers, different flavors, sour cream and onion. They're just to die for. They're literally crack. And, you know, we don't get those because they're baked and they're X, Y, and Z. We get them because they're fucking delicious and we love them. And we got a couple different flavors and we just had that, you know, with our sandwiches. Cause that's, we just, when you think of these chips for us, we think of having sandwiches working in the yard, like a weekend day or just relaxing by the beach. Like that's what a lot of people associate a lot of these snacks with is like hanging out with friends, being by the beach, enjoying, you know, your friend's company, being at a backyard barbecue holidays. Like we associate a lot of these snacks sometimes with memories and experiences and and people that we associate ourselves with in those settings. So it's easy. It was easy for us to pick these chips because like, dude, these taste delicious and we love them. And it's just going to, it's going to add to the experience, right? Like going into that store, no part of me was like, I'm going to only get the baby carrots. I'm only going to get an apple. I'm going to get a banana. I'm going to get, you know, this type of sandwich with this many veggies. Like, I think there are situations sometimes for people where their goals mean a lot to them. And this isn't for everybody, but there are situations where people do go into these weekends, Labor Day weekends, anniversary weekends, where they're working towards something really important to them and they can make their goals and these food selections and, and these choices around their goals, they can make those exist and feel good about that coming out of that weekend instead of going into this weekend with the mindset of like, I have to be super strict with my nutrition because you're afraid of something happening if you don't, right? You're afraid of gaining weight or you're afraid of, um, you know, losing visibility of your abs or seeing a higher number on the scale. It's a lot of times people make some of these choices around food in the mindset of scarcity or they're afraid of something happening as a consequence. Um, and that oftentimes can lead to you binging and just overindulging on certain things, different situations, different weekends, um, and kind of create this never ending cycle that people find themselves in. But no part of me this last weekend went into this weekend with like, I'm going to track all my food. I'm going to be crazy about hitting these numbers. I'm going to, you know, eat all of these quote unquote clean foods. Like there was just no part of me that wanted to do that because that's not my best life. And I've, I'll be honest, I've been in that situation before I've had those mindsets and it's taken, you know, me going to those places sometimes to come back and appreciate these weekends and these moments because I realize that there's more to life than just being, you know, super crazy and dialed into your nutrition all the time. But that's the mindset that I had my headspace that I was in going into this weekend was like, I'm going to enjoy the foods I love. I'm also going to 
eat the foods that I know are going to make me feel really good at the end of the weekend or at the end of the day. And both are going to exist at the same time. And that's really what we did. Um, but anyway, Katie and I, we were at the beach, right? We, we finished the sandwich. They were pretty big sandwiches and we were just hammering through these Ritz crackers, right? Cause I mean, what else do you do when you're at the beach or when you're not doing anything? Like you just mindlessly eat. A lot of people struggle with that. You can mindlessly eat when you're, you know, watching football on the weekends or when you're watching your favorite sports or when you're just cleaning around the house or when you're cooking, like you can always mindlessly navigate and find these snacks and these things around the house or at your friend's house or at mom's house or wherever it is. Like a lot of times these foods just end up in our hands. We end up eating them mindlessly without even knowing we're doing it in the first place or knowing how much we're eating in the first place. But Katie and I, we found ourselves, we were just hammering through this bag of Ritz crackers. And and mind you, there's like what, like four servings per container, five servings per container. Um, the bag wasn't crazy big, but it's enough to where if you eat it in one seat sitting, you're like, Jesus, why did I just do that? Right. But we ate our sandwiches. We had some apples. We were chewing on some apples, but you know, we were having some crackers. We put a pretty good dent into the crackers, but I remember I was watching Katie and she was eating this apple. It's a pretty big apple. And she got about halfway done with it. She's like, I am so full. I cannot eat the rest of this and I'm done eating. Right. So I look at her cause I was pretty full too. I was like, I guess I mean, I'll just eat it. Cause I'm not just going to like let this apple sit on the beach and get dusty. Right. So I started to eat the apple. It wasn't more than, I don't know, 15 or 20 seconds where I'm eating this apple and Katie already has, Katie is my wife. If you know the people who don't know me, but Katie already has her hand back in the chip bag, eating these things. <laughs> and this is not to shit on Katie or anything. Cause I, I did the same thing really. Um, but I, I just watch her and she's just grabbing these chips by the handful again and chewing on them after she had just like, I'm so full. I just had my sandwich, just had this apple. Like the thought of more food kills me, but there she is just eating more crackers, more chips, essentially mindlessly because it's just kind of a, I wouldn't even say it's a habit, but subconsciously we do these things sometimes and we don't even know why. But part of the reason is not because we're addicted to food or sugar or some of the ingredients in some of these foods, right? Or we feel deprived. It's sometimes it more so has to do with food manufacturers, because if you think about it, it's literally their job to get you to eat their food and to grab their foods more often and to come back and purchase more of their foods over time. Like it's, and I'm not to shit on the food industry because they got to make money and, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, but their best interest is not the consumer's health. Most of these companies, right? Like there's, there's of course, uh, you know, a selection of companies and brands and people and things that yes, do have your health as a concern. And there's those stories, but generally speaking, a lot of these, you know, big moon food, uh, sorry, food manufacturers, a lot of these big companies, their job is to market and to get you to eat more of their food because they want to make more money. And unfortunately that has been one of the things that contributed that has contributed to this, you know, obesity epidemic we're dealing with, people gaining weight. And it's part of the reason, and it's one of the main reasons why it's so easy to just overeat on some of these super processed foods. But I remember sitting here and I was eating the apple and I just started laughing. She's like, what? I was just like, it's just so funny to me how we get into these situations where we are so full, but there's always 
that inclination or there's always room for something else. Like, you know it, like for the listener listening, there's a handful of foods that you can think about right now that you know if you're stuffed, right? Think about like eating a big meal, you're full, you feel comfortable, you're doing some things. If you look at that food or the food is left on the table after you're done eating, you are likely to eat some of those foods just because there's always room for it. They're just the least satiating foods ever and you're they're so fucking delicious that they're really easy to eat even past the point of you being comfortable and, and past the point of you being full. Like for me, it's like French fries. Like if we're eating at a restaurant and there's French fries on a tray or something and you just got done eating a meal or some appetizers or whatever it is, I could probably finish the French fries no matter how I'm feeling. Like it's just something that it's so easy to overeat on, right? Like for Katie, this last week it was chips. Like a lot of people might be just empty calorie snacks, desserts, treats. Chips are a huge one, right? Because they're, they're just super easy to eat they're not very filling at all and they're just super fucking delicious which makes for this perfect storm to just continue eating past the point where you know you feel good and i remember just sitting there laughing and and uh just thinking like damn this is this is really what one of the big problems is it's just this idea that man and there's a lot of different directions that we can go with this but just this idea that you know food it's very accessible it's very easy to obtain for most people. Um, a lot of the foods that we overconsume on, that we overeat on are relatively inexpensive if we think about it. And they're just readily accessible and they're also super delicious. And it just creates this environment that is really easy to overeat. And I remember Katie and I were just sitting there because there was a few situations, even I found myself this last weekend, like for example, we ate at this really awesome like steakhouse on overlooking the lake. It was beautiful. And I was full, had a like appetizer, artichoke stuff. We had some wine. We also did the entree. And it was like, we got to try the freaking apple skillet, you know, dessert. Like it just looks incredible. Even though I was super full at that point, like there's just always room for a little bit more. And there's just multiple situations that happened this weekend where it's like, damn, you know, this is, this is really one of the hardest things for people to understand and appreciate is just how easy it is to overconsume calories, especially when you throw like, and not to make it sound like I'm this anti-alcohol guy, but especially when you throw alcohol into the mix, like on a lot of these weekends, right? And a lot of times I always say people really underestimate what they're doing, you know, on a day-to-day basis and, and, um, sorry, People overestimate what they're doing for their health on a day-to-day basis consistently, right? Whether you think your calories are in check, you're eating mostly whole foods, you're cooking more at home. Like, yes, I I do believe a large amount of people do that who are health conscious that do a good job at that. But the people who don't see progress doing that often underestimate what they're doing away from home and how much they're consuming, you know, outside of their kitchen or in these special situations on these Labor Day weekends, on these summer, you know, beach trips. And again, not to say that these events and trips can't happen, but it seems like now more than ever, every occasion away from home, people treat as a special occasion. And that is just always a recipe for... (sighs) more often than not over consuming calories, you know, feeling kind of blah after a trip, getting into this cycle where it's like you overindulge, overconsume, you feel guilty, you restrict. And then that just leads to a future binge in the future. And people just have a tough time getting out of the cycle when in reality, 
when we're in these situations like this past weekend, it's Labor Day, right? And we can literally sit there and acknowledge it's like, hey, I find myself over consuming and eating these calories, eating these chips, eating these things, even though I don't want to eat it, but I do it because it tastes really good and it's just kind of a habit and it's just part of the situation. And it's a lot of these other factors and influences that are making the decision for you rather than you making your own decision in the moment. And man, it's, it's just something that I want people to be aware of because it takes a lot of effort and work sometimes to be, you know, conscious about some of these things and to identify when these things are happening and to remove yourself from some of these potential situations of over-consuming. Like maybe it's not buying these chips or the Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever it is, or the ice cream, like not having it available, knowing that damn well, you're going to overeat on it when you do eventually get your hands on it. It's just a very fascinating thing to observe. Right. And again, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is just because I, I had some of those observations last weekend, but this moment on the beach and it happened two days in a row because we went to beach on Saturday and Sunday and we've had the um, sour cream and onion Ritz on Saturday. We had the sour or the uh, ranch flavored ones on Sunday with sandwiches, with some other stuff. But both days it happened. It was like, damn, we just polished off two of these bags in two days mindlessly really. And it, it was just extremely easy to do it, but I just found myself cracking up and laughing and talking to Katie about it. Just how, how a lot of these actions and thoughts around foods are just subconscious and, and we make them without, you know, second guessing anything because it's just part of human nature and it's part of, you know, what these food companies and you, these manufacturers want you to do. So you can overconsume and you could buy more of their stuff more often. Um, but I, I want to go into and, and make a few points today on how the food industry, how like maybe restaurants, how um, a lot of these big food manufacturers and companies, like how they intentionally try to get you to overeat on some of these foods, because I want you to keep this in the back of your head as you go into some of these social situations or you go on some of these trips and, you know, you have some of these foods around the house. It's like just want to help you make more informed decisions sometimes but sometimes it helps to understand like how it happens in the first place but again I said it before but like most restaurants and most food companies like they just don't give two shits about your health you know and and their ultimate goal a lot of these companies these people these groups like it's just to create these foods that are super good like super rich in texture and flavor and in color and taste like things that are just very appealing and that taste super delicious and again a lot of times these foods are super easy to buy they're always at the grocery store they're at the front aisle of these grocery stores they have these aisles upon aisles of all these processed foods and easy to eat foods um, and, and again a lot of these foods are also really easy to overeat um but again, these highly processed, these hyper palatable foods, like they're just super fucking delicious. And you're more likely to want more of these foods when you're eating them in the moment. Like a lot of these decisions of you stopping or starting eating, like those decisions are already made for you because of how some of these foods are designed and marketed and, you know, um, placed into your day-to-day -day life. And there's a few ways that the food industry really gets you to subconsciously eat more of their products, like whether you're hungry or not. But one, they do a really good job now more than ever marketing to consumers and the people who are buying their products. Like we're starting to see more companies trying to convince people that 
you know, I'm going to put these all in air quotes, but like organic or gluten-free or natural or fat-free or made with avocado oil or free from all the other stuff that you might see on, on food labels. But in reality, a lot of these processed foods that uh, they have all these advertisements on the label and all these marketing strategies, like they aren't really better for you than their non-healthy or non-organic counterparts. Really, the difference is just the packaging and the labels and a lot of times the price too, if you think about it. But if you're in the store and you're thinking that, you know, you're looking at the candy aisle and you're thinking that the Justin's organic peanut butter cups are better for you than normal Reese's, you're more likely to believe that that's a better alternative and and that can increase your likelihood of eating those foods more, buying them more frequently. Because what you see is a comparative and a, a good substitution to what you might normally eat and the foods that you normally enjoy. So you're more likely to overeat some of these other foods, even when you might not even want them or eat them in the first place. Um, and I got to say it's, Again, now more than ever, we're seeing seed oils and these, you know, oils with, you know, polyunsaturated fatty acids in it, seed oils. Um, they're being demonized a lot in, in social media. Like if you have an Instagram, I guarantee you, if you scroll on your homepage, you're probably going to see somebody with their shirt off in a supermarket holding up a bag of chips saying, canola oil, terrible, inflammatory. These are going to kill you. It's just more common than ever. There's more people talking about these things more than ever. And, and again, this, this conversation of seed oils and, you know, choosing gluten-free over non-gluten-free and, and, you know, fructose and eating refined sugar. Like this is definitely a conversation for another day. It's a podcast all on its own, but a lot of these foods, like if you get, and, and this is, reminds me when we were in the store, right? We we're looking at all these different chips. We we're going to get the Ritz, but we were looking at some other stuff, but I just noticed like eye level, most of these chips made with avocado oil, you know, advertised made without high fructose corn syrup, made without canola oil, baked, right? Instead of the other, um, um, production of some of these other foods, it's like, we're being tricked into buying some of these things because we think that they're quote unquote healthier. But in reality, those chips made with avocado oil are just as easy to fucking overeat on as the Ritz, you know, baked crackers that we bought. Right. And I just want you to take a step back and think it's like, it's not these individual ingredients that are hurting us or killing us. It's just the overconsumption of these calories and how that contributes to you gaining more, you know, visceral fat and gaining more body fat percentage and, having a higher body weight than what is ideal for you. And that is what predisposes you. That's what makes a greater risk factor for developing some of these, you know, uh, comorbidities, these diseases, this inflammation than the actual ingredients themselves. Like if you have, and I, I'll make this example, like I choose these Ritz crackers this last weekend. I looked on the back. What do they have? They have fucking canola oil in it. They have vegetable oil in it. They have high fructose corn syrup in it. They have some added sugar in there, right? Like a lot of these things that you would think are terrible for your health. But if we really look at it and this past weekend, and if you were to look at my lifestyle, my, you know, my food selection, my priorities, like what I do with my food. If you were to look and look this past weekend and think, oh, Luke had these rich crackers. They had all these ingredients in it. That means he's unhealthy, right? But when you think big picture, like, where these chips, where these these foods fit into 
everything else is what makes the biggest difference. How often you choose these things makes the biggest difference. It's not whether you one time selectively choose these chips over these other chips. It has so much more to do with all these other inputs that go into our health. Like, are you resistance training consistently? Are you getting enough movement in? Like, what is your steps like? What's your fiber consumption like? What is your protein like? Where are you getting your protein sources from? Like what kind of plants are you getting in your diet or lack of plants are you getting in your diet? How is your sleep? How is your stress management? Like what is your mental health like? What are your relationships like? Are you getting out in the sun? Like there's just so many things that influence our health beyond one single food ingredient. And that's where it cracks me up is you'll see these chips that are advertised with, you know, they made with avocado oil and they're nitrate free and people might be more likely to buy that. But at the end of the day, those are just as easy to overconsume and to eat more of because they're super processed, they're hyper palatable, they're super fucking delicious. And it's, it's just really easy to, to eat those foods because there's just no satiety with them. And, and you can eat those even when you're full. And, and it's the excess consumption of calories, which is going to make the biggest difference over time instead of you eating a specific food ingredient. So I just want you to remember that. But now more than ever, these food companies, like they're just doing a really good job marketing and advertising to the consumers and... Uh, that's sometimes is what gets people to overconsume and eat more of these foods, even when they don't want to or feel like it. Another one that comes to mind is, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but just the flavor profile and, and the taste of these foods is what makes them so delicious and so easy to overeat. Because when you add fat and sugar and you add salt, like you add all of those ingredients together, you get the perfect storm for a product that's just delicious as fuck, which again, makes it harder to put those foods down when you start eating them in the first place. And it's really common, again, right now to, to look at these things and, and you look at these products and it's like, oh, this product is free from vegetable oil or canola oil, but it just replaced that with avocado oil, but there's still the same amount of salt and sugar content in it. Again, those foods are just just as easy to overeat than the alternatives with the other vegetable oils or the other quote unquote bad and inflammatory oils the end of the day, all of them are very, very easy to overconsume and, and overeat. So yeah, it's, um, it's just amazing how different flavor profiles can influence our, uh, our ability to eat or stop eating. Because really, I mean, if you think about it, if you're sitting there, you're eating your chicken breast, you're eating some broccoli, like you're more likely to get satiated and full off that flavor profile compared to if you had three or four other food items on your plate. Maybe you had mac and cheese. Maybe you had some sort of, you know, calorie, you know, beverage, right? And you had um, some dressing or some sauce to put on your chicken or some cheese or some kind of condiment to put on your broccoli. Like those different flavor profiles can also influence you to eat more sometimes as well. And this makes me think of this episode on man versus food. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before I bet you have but where this guy just goes and goes to all these crazy places across the country and these crazy amounts of food right like just massive amounts of food that he eats he tries to beat you know eat it all and then he gets this pat on the back and it's like I conquered this but there's this there's this episode where he went to San Francisco I believe and there was a challenge there called like the soup kitchen challenge. That's no, not the soup kitchen challenge. God, what was that? It's like the kitchen sink challenge. Um, go look it up if, if you want to see a crazy video on, on 
YouTube, but this guy sat down and the challenge was to eat like two or three gallons, like something fucking crazy amount of ice cream. And there was like topping sprinkles, like peanut butter cups, like just a stupid amount of calories, probably five, six, 7,000 calories in this single, you know, um, in this single sitting of, of eating in this challenge. And it was wild. So this guy, he's eating and he's getting to the point where he's like halfway, three quarters of the way done. And he just hits a wall. He's just like ready to throw up and gag because he's eaten so much of the same thing of this sugar, this specific flavor profile. And it's so interesting, but it's disgusting at the same time too. He asked in the middle, he's like, Hey, give me a plate of French fries. So the people bring out a plate of French fries. So this guy goes from almost quitting, throwing up, stopping eating to taking a break, eating like a handful of French fries or something just to change that taste profile to kind of get his mind away from that, you know, flavor that he's been eating. And he ends up eating like a handful of French fries. And then he goes back and he proceeds to eat the rest of this like massive mountain of ice cream, which is, it's disgusting, but it it brings up a good point. And I, I relate this back to Katie on the beach, right? It's like, Hey, we had our sandwich. You're eating your apple. It's like to the point, like overeating on an apple is one thing. It's got fiber. It's more filling. Like you're taking more time to eat that than a handful of chips. But it's this flavor flavor profile where it's like, Hey, I've eaten enough of this. Like I'm full. I don't need any more. But then you get introduced to another flavor profile, say the chips, the Ritz crackers. And it's like your brain turns into this different mode where it's like, Hey, I haven't had this in a while. So I'm, I'm cool with this. And I could just eat more of it because it's different than what I was eating. Even though your body's like, dude, I'm full. Stop fucking eating. I don't need any more. It's very fascinating. So I don't know. I, I remember this episode of this um, man versus food because this guy gets a plate of French fries while he's eating this ice cream before he's going to throw up. And then he proceeds to to finish the ice cream because this French fries and the salt and just this different texture and consistency is what allowed him to get to the point where he could eat <laughs> more ice cream. It's terrible. Um, but the moral of the story is like different flavor profiles can also make it easier to overeat, especially past the point of being full. It's like going out to a barbecue restaurant and you're eating the pulled pork and your veggies or something. And, and same thing. I mentioned how fries are like my kryptonite. It's like you, I could see fries on a table and I could just eat all of them no matter what without feeling a thing. Now I feel it later for sure. But in the moment, it's like, I know I'm full, but I could just keep eating them because I know how good they taste. And it's just different from when I was eating before. So yeah, I, um, I just, I want to throw that out there because a lot of these products, these processed foods, like they just have so many different flavors, which can make it easier to overconsume on them as well. So I think the last thing that I wanted to say, um, and something that I observed too, just with Katie, right? Cause she's eating this apple and this idea that foods that are over easy to overeat on a lot of times they take less time to chew. And this is a, this is a big deal. It kind of sounds strange for sure, but hear me out. If you think about it, like you pick up some Doritos or the Ritz crackers or whatever it is, and you put like two to three chips in your mouth at a time, it probably takes five to 10 chews before you're putting more or reaching into that bag and putting more into your mouth. Like sometimes we just, we're just putting food into our mouth because it's like, we feel like we've broken down that food already that we're ready for more. And this concept can hundred percent make it easier for people to over over consume on the food that they're eating, whether it's in a single setting or just cumulatively, cumulatively over the week. And this can increase the amount of, you know, calories that you eat in a, in a single sitting as well. So 
really, it was funny because I was eating the apple too. I'm like, damn, I'm full. It takes, you, know, you bite an apple, you're chewing on it, you're chewing on it, you're chewing on it. Like in that time that I had one bite of apple, Katie could have had two or, you know, maybe two handfuls of chips because they're so, they're so easy to eat, right? Like you chew them, you can have a handful of chips and you could have, you know, less than 20 seconds. You can have all of those chips eaten and you're already reaching for more where you have an apple or I like to relate it to the carrots because the carrots take forever to chew and to eat, right? Um, you know, you could take five to 10 minutes eating this apple or these carrots where you could have half or a full bag of chips and not feel a thing with some of these other, you know, processed foods as well. So I don't know, like I, what I want to say is like, you don't, most people in this idea of, of being addicted to food, like it's not really a thing. Like you're not addicted to sugar. You're not addicted to butter or some of these processed foods. Like you're just being misled and, and you're being influenced by the food industry to just eat more. That's it. And it's really, it's really not your fault, right? Like I just want you to be aware of some of these things that they do um, so that you can make just more informed decisions and, and just start to make more educated decisions around your nutrition, right? And I'm in no way, again, saying that you need to completely cut out processed foods from your diet or go into these weekends, Labor Day weekends, thinking I need to be perfect with, with my nutrition because it's, life is just, there's so much more to life than that. And a lot of these weekends, these special occasions, like they have their place for sure. But, you know, limiting some of these foods, as we know, can just make it easier to control your overall calorie intake. And it's about consistently what you do over the long run, right? Like if you're eating these Ritz crackers, doing these every weekend, drinking alcohol, you know, not eating enough plants, missing your protein targets on the weekends, you're doing that for the whole duration of summer. Like those are the people that find themselves spinning their wheels, no matter how perfect and how dialed in they are from Monday to Friday during the week. Like that is enough. The restaurants eating away from home, eating processed foods, having, you know, a lot of these hyper palatable, really low satiety foods. Like it just makes it easier to overconsume these calories and just makes it easier for you to spin your wheels at the end of the day. So I, um, I think I'm going to end this episode on that note, just a kind of a funny story. Some observations that I had from this past weekend, again, like it's not your fault that it's over easy. It's easy to overconsume on a lot of these, these foods, but I just, I want you to be aware of that and not saying that you have to cut out these foods completely, but just make more decisions around these food choices, these weekends, things that you know are going to make you feel better after the weekend is over and also feel better in the moment too, right? Like I know a lot of people, they they feel like, hey, maybe they're depriving themselves from some of these foods. They over consume on these chips or this alcohol or dessert. And then you feel really guilty in the moment, which can take away from some of that experience that you feel on that trip or with your people or in, during the special occasion. Like that's, that's a reality of, of the life that a lot of people live is like food takes away from some of these experiences when at the end of the day, I wanted to add to these experiences, but I don't want you to think only about food and look back on your life and think, God, I obsessed about all of these things. When in reality, it's like, Hey, there's some of these big rocks that I need to pay attention to. And just knowing how you approach situations like this, knowing, you know, how much control, self-control you have over some of these situations. Like we have a very finite amount of self-control and, and motivation sometimes when we go into these situations where it's very easy to over consume on a lot of these things, overindulge because it's just part of the moment. And 
again, it can add to the experience, but it can also make it really easy to, you know, look back on your trips and be like, fuck, I way overdid it again and then feel guilty about that. So I don't know. I'm, I could talk about this forever, but yeah, I, uh, I just look back and I think, damn, I, I did it too. Katie, my wife did it as well, but it's just, it's very fascinating to see how a lot of these food environments, a lot of these, you know, trips, these situations, you know, how feeling certain ways, buying these certain foods, how they can influence and make decisions around food, around food for us, you know, subconsciously, instead of us making an informed decision and, and doing the things that we know we need to do to take care of ourselves and, and also continue to work towards our goals and, and do the things that mean a lot to us at the end of the day. So Wow. I am going to, again, cut that off there, but I hope everyone had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I know we had a good time as well, but let's finish the summer strong. And until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with attention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Hope you have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.